Welcome back to another episode of Kindred Conversations. I'm Brittany Fry. And I'm Paris Tews. Thank you for joining us. Honestly, I so look forward to sitting down with Britt and recording every week. And I'm grateful that you listen and that you're here. Thanks for being here. I'll start with what uh, I'm grateful for. That's perfect. Great. Okay. So yesterday we were having a little bit of a breakdown at our house. Pierce and I were feeling so overwhelmed. How is our house so messy? It feels so hard to keep on top of it. And that has been a little bit of a theme, honestly, since having kids in general, it's just really hard to stay on top of everything. Anyway, so Pierce and I were having lots of discussions about it yesterday, trying to include miles in it. This morning I woke up and I was getting my kids breakfast and miles said, mom, I know how I'm going to be helpful. I'm going to unload the dishes. And he unloaded the whole dishwasher all by himself. And I have tried to do chores with him before. I've tried to get him to help me around the house. And he does. It's something that's important to us. So we've made it happen kind of. But honestly, it's never actually been helpful until today. It's always (laughs) been more work for me. And including him in those discussions yesterday made such a big difference today. And he was so excited to help. He could tell how important it was to Pierce and I, and he just went for it. And it was actually helpful. And I couldn't get over how shocking it was. That's just like every morning I unload the dishwasher and I usually try and get him and Lola to help me with the silverware and the kids stuff. But today he just took the initiative and did everything. And he's such a good climber, you know, so he was climbing on the counters to put this stuff away that he can't reach. And he did every single thing. I was in shock and so grateful. And it was also a moment of, oh my goodness, have we entered a new phase of, of having my kids be capable of doing something that is actually helpful, not just me having them do something (laughs) so that they can learn the work ethic, but it's actually helpful. Anyways, it was awesome. So grateful for that. Everyone say a prayer for me that this is a new phase. I love that so much. And uh, what I like most about, about the story, I hope it is a new phase for you. But what I like most about that whole thing is that you had this family discussion that you included him in, which could have easily and probably many times in the past has just taken place between just you and Pierce. But then it turned into like a whole family discussion and he thought that he could contribute. Like there's, he's a part of this family. Miles realized I'm a part of this family and I can contribute as well. And I just think that's so sweet. I've noticed my kids always respond maybe a little bit more mature or even just have a little bit more motivation behind their contributions when Johnny and I include them in that way. And I just think that there's no age in which it's like, okay, you're 10 now. We're going to start including you in family discussions. You know, I just Mm -hmm. think at every age, they appreciate that. They love to feel like they belong. They love to feel like they're contributing. They love to feel like they are a part of this unit. So that's so sweet. And honestly, Um, Pierce and I were feeling like so frustrated with each other. And part of me was feeling like, should we do this offline? Should we, should we kind of talk about this where our kids can't hear us? And 
you know, it made me glad, you know, this is a family, this is a family problem. This isn't just us. This is something that as a family, we need to work through. And it was just so sweet. And I'm, I'm proud of, I'm proud of us, Pierce and I, for having the conversations and I'm proud of Miles for contributing because he is a contributing member of our family. Right. That's a win. That's a big win. Um, okay. My moment of gratitude is that I gave Johnny last year for Christmas. <laughs> I'm kind of outing <laughs> him here. Last year for Christmas, I gifted him a five minute journal. Is that what it's called? The five minute journal. Oh yeah. And I had gifted it to a friend in the past who really liked it. And I had looked at it. I was currently using a different journal so I hadn't purchased it for myself, but I'd looked through it and it looked awesome. So I had gifted it a few times. Anyway, Johnny just did not ever touch it. Literally sat on his <laughs> nightstand for an entire year on top. <laughs> and then I've been journaling in my Google Docs, which we've talked about in the past. Um that's been definitely the most convenient and helpful way for me to stay consistent with my journaling. But the thing about this journal is it's not like your traditional write what you did today or write cute things about your kids. It's yeah. more about gratitude and just setting a po positive mindset, having that mindset shift at the beginning and end of your day so that you can more naturally lean into positivity. And it just, it just becomes easier for you to do. So anyway, it's been sitting on Johnny's nightstand for a year. And this morning I'm like, I'm reclaiming my gift. I'm taking it. He's obviously not using it. <laughs> <laughs> I was so and... excited to see how this came back. <laughs> and anyway, I, um, was a little bit inspired by Meg Miles, who we had on the podcast before. She recently just posted about her morning routine and how it's not so specific to the minute or even the exact way it looks, but there are five elements that she incorporates every morning. And one of them was gratitude. And I think another was quiet time. So it could be like reading, journaling, meditating. Anyway, so I felt like this incorporated two of those. It was gratitude and journaling. And anyway, I just thought that it would be helpful for me to have a minute to myself in the morning. Um, yeah, I have one child that wakes up pretty early. And so I just don't often, even if I try to take time for myself, it feels like I'm juggling things yeah. right from the time I wake up. Anyway, so I just slipped into my bedroom for five minutes and it was so wonderful. It was just what I needed. One of the, it, it's really brief. It has you um, say a few things you're grateful for and an affirmation and just set some very high level goals for the day. And even the affirmation I set, it, it, and at the beginning of the book, it kind of instructs you on how to do it and some of the studies that have backed uh, why they, what they put in the journal and why they put it in. So anyway, on the affirmation part, I just was pretty specific about what I was wanting and um, sort of manifesting for myself. And I honestly had a pretty rough morning. One of my kids was just feeling really emotional today and... 
I felt like it was between between the parenting book I'm listening to and the affirmation I had set for myself. I felt like it didn't change the fact that it was hard, but I was able to totally keep my cool and be the patient mom that I want to be and that I see myself as. And anyway, I was just grateful. I was grateful that I took that five minutes for myself and then it did pay me back and my kids back throughout my morning. So grateful for that. Okay. That's so great. And isn't it the best when you get someone a present that comes back and blesses you? <laughs> Can you even? <laughs> you should get Johnny a journal for Christmas every year. I know. And just give him like a time limit and then you get to reclaim it. Exactly. <laughs> no, I love that so much. And really what better way to start your day than with gratitude. And there's something yeah. so therapeutic too about actually physically writing it out. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I totally, <clears throat> I totally agree. Okay. So our episode today, I'm really excited about. It is Toddler Mom's Guide to Surviving Winter. This is something that Paris and I um, not only have been in the depths of as long as we've had children because we live somewhere that has very cold, snowy winters, but also this is something that we both feel really passionate about. I mean, I don't know that you could not feel passionate about this, having little kids and living somewhere that's snowy every mom is going to feel the need to get out of the house and get their kids energy out and get that vitamin D and get that fresh air. So it just naturally has become something that we're both passionate about talking about. Yes. Anyway, I'm, and I'm excited to chat. Winter is something that you have to set yourself up for success. You have to have a game plan. You can't just coast the way you can in summer and fall. You have to be so intentional about enjoying the winter. And I have said this phrase to my friends. My friends have said it to me. You know, what are we going to do this winter? How are we going to do it? We got to get a game plan. And we do. We have one. And it helps and it works. And I'm excited to share what we've learned now in our past five years of momming through the winter, through the dark, cold winter. Part of talking about winter, one of my biggest bullet points, which we will discuss in detail later, is having the right clothes to wear and keeping your kids warm, which this is just the perfect time to announce our sponsor for this next month is Shop Garn. They have the most beautiful knitwear. It's wool. They have these really adorable baby, what are they called? Baby jumpsuits or baby play suit is what it's called. And it zips up. It covers them all down their legs, down their arms. They also have really sweet sweaters and hats and it's Scandinavian. The owner, the owner Jenny is from Norway and she created a product that was reminiscent of what she grew up with. So we've been using the play suits for both of our little girls and have absolutely loved them. This has been so nice for me. One, because we're constantly going outside and I feel like with my youngest baby, I'm always just making do with the odds and ends that we have on hand. So it's really nice to feel like I have something that I can genuinely trust in and just know it's going to keep her warm. And two, the other use, which I feel like does not get talked about is <clears throat> that you have to take baby's snow clothes off when you get in the car. And that is such a headache because it's always too bulky to buckle them up and the safety and whatnot. Anyway, the play suits are thin enough that they keep them so warm and cozy in the car. And 
and then you can still do all the buckles up. You don't have to take it off. So that's honestly been my favorite when we're on the go. I just throw it on top of a onesie or on top of whatever clothes she has on. And I feel like it's kept Eloise really warm. Anyway, I've loved it. And we currently have an amazing discount. Okay. Yes. We've been using it in our house too. And I have to say having a wool layer makes such a big difference. It's so nice because it's not thick, but it's so impactful. It keeps them so warm. It's so necessary. No matter what you have on the outside to have a wool layer makes such a big difference. And we're so grateful. We have such a great code. So you can use the code kindred 20 and get 20% off of your order at shop The pieces are lovely. They're so high quality. They make a huge difference and it's also run by a listener of Kindred Conversation. So we're so grateful to have them as a sponsor and just so excited to promote truly such incredible products. Okay. With that being said, I took distinct notes over my top three points for winter and my number one was having appropriate clothes. That was the saying of the book that we read and reviewed for the podcast a couple of years ago, there's no such thing as bad weather. The author was from, I believe Sweden. I could be, that could be inaccurate, but I believe she was from Sweden. And she talked about how there's a common saying in that part of the world that is there's no such thing as bad weather, only bad clothes. And so that has been, once we read the book, I made it my mission to go out and purchase what I needed for my children. I, the, the recommendation is a wool merino wool base layer. So I usually buy, it's fairly thin, but for my boys, I've gotten them a merino wool layer from H and M that's been really nice to have. And that's why I also love that I have this one for Eloise. I feel like it's something I already have been looking for and trust in. And then hers is actually thick enough that I can put on a onesie and throw it on top rather than use it as a quote unquote base layer. Or if it's going to be really cold, you also could do that. Anyway, so the Merino wool base layer. And then my other recommendation is I buy whatever I can secondhand. Snow clothes secondhand are such a great little secret that I think not enough people utilize. If I can purchase any boots, um, bibs, snow coats secondhand, it's so wonderful. I feel like those items can be really expensive. So I love that obviously I'm getting it to be more cost effective, but also usually they haven't been worn more than one or two winters. So they don't often show a lot of signs of wear and obviously they're not directly on someone's body either. So I never feel like they're very stinky or need to be washed. Usually it's just such an easy item to purchase secondhand. Okay. Yes. I also want to add that it's also great because you can resell them really easily. So oh, with for Miles, sure. because he, he could have handed his down to Lola, but I just, okay. I'm just dumb. And I wanted her to have a cute one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I did it. And it was going to be like a couple of years and his was like dark green and it's fine. She has like so much stuff that she gets hand me down from him and I love it, but I'm like, she doesn't even fit into it yet. So I just wanted to sell it and get him the bigger size. And he wore it for three years in a row. And then it, it still looked great. And so we sold it. And so also just selling it year after year and trading it out for new stuff. It's just yes. a good thing to buy secondhand, good thing to sell, which makes the cost a lot more palatable. Oh, for sure. And then on top of that, I feel like the accessories, sometimes we're only thinking about the snow clothes, the jacket, the pants, the base layer, but I having those 
accessories that are meant for winter weather makes all the difference because cold ears, head, hands, and feet will not will not have a lasting effect outside in the cold weather. They are going to run back inside as fast as they can. That just, it makes for a miserable time. So that's one thing that if I can't find, you know, the right size secondhand, I will always invest in snow clothes and it makes handling the cold weather and also just enjoying this season so much more doable because every single day my boys will say, mom, I want to put on my snow clothes. We'll hurry put them all on. They could be outside for a couple hours before they come toss everything back off. And even at one point, the snow here, we just had like this weird phenomenon where the snow got really, really dense and heavy. It had been a mix of really cold and then kind of warm and then a little bit of rain and then it got cold again. And the snow actually pulled Wells's boots right off of him because it was so heavy. It was like a suction cup and his feet got cold and wet. And it was the one day that they did not last outside, obviously. Wells was in tears. It took like just as long to get the snow clothes on and off as it as they spent outside. Like he just was not outside for any time. And it was such a testament to me of buying good snow clothes really can make such a big difference in the winter. And along with that, I wanted to add, if you live somewhere that doesn't snow, but it does get cold and rainy, it's still so worth investing in specific products to make your time last outside rather than just making do with what you have. I think it's so easy as moms to think, oh, we can just make this work. But I really, wintertime is the time to really, I'm like, summer, great, make things work. (laughs) Wintertime is the time to really invest in products that will allow you to maximize your time outdoors. Yeah, we have just realized that buying winter gear is a price of living in Utah. You know, like if we lived somewhere else, we wouldn't have to buy it. This is just a cost of living where we are. It's not really a negotiable. It's something that we need to be able to enjoy our lives, honestly. And I have to give a tip to if you have babies, it can be daunting to go outside with babies. But one thing that I found that works really well, I love to wear my babies and I will wear one of Pierce's warm coats and I'll put my baby in something that's warm, but not super bulky. Honestly, I'm going to go order her one of the Garn Merino wool suits because that'll be perfect, but have her in something warm and a hat and then wear her in a carrier and then I'll zip up a jacket over both of us and just leave it a little bit unzipped so I can see her nose and that she can breathe. But it keeps her so warm because she's against me. She'll have a nice warm layer and then have the jacket around us too. So that works really well for babies. I know it can be really intimidating to get outside with babies and having that setup has worked really well for us because she just will snooze and be so warm and cozy. And I'm able to help take care of the bigger kids and watch them outside too. We've all seen those videos of the Scandinavian babies napping in their sweet little bassinets outside, and it's just so peaceful and cozy for them. And although culturally that is not the case here, I do feel like when I wear my babies out in the cold and they're in their dressed in their warm layers and have they're in the baby carrier and then I've got my jacket on, they take their best naps. It is a recipe for my babies just instantly dozing. It's so sweet. It's true. And being outside and 
breathing air outdoors and even cold air, especially cold air. It's really good protecting against illness that we know is running rampant this time of year. And so there are just so many benefits that make it feel so worth investing, getting outside. And I have to say one of my top tips, we've talked about how to manage the really bad weather days, but one of my top tips for surviving winter is when there is a nice day, you get outside all day. Just maximize it. One of the hardest things for me about Utah isn't the cold. It's the lack of sun. That's what really kills me. And so if there is a day that is sunny, we will be at the park all day if we can. We we were at the park the other day and it was probably like 30, between 35 and 40 degrees. So it wasn't warm, but the sun was shining and it was heavenly. And we stayed there we stayed for so long because we were well-prepared. Everyone had the right shoes. Like everyone was ready to go and just soaking up the sun because having sunny, nice days is normal. We get them intermittently. And I notice when I maximize them, it feels way better because if I'm going two weeks in a row of not seeing the sun and then there's one nice day and I spend it hold up, it's not, it's not good. So maximizing those nice days is very imperative for us as well. Oh, totally. That's a great tip. I'm going to share another one of mine, which goes along with that, which is leaning into winter, both outside and inside. So just like you said, taking advantage of those sunny days, or like we've talked about having all the winter gear and being really prepared to just maximize your time outside. But then once you bring everyone back inside, leaning into winter inside my home makes all the difference. And I feel like whether it's outside or inside, I often have to convince myself or remind myself what exactly our objective is. So there are days where we're, we feel a little bit holed up inside all day long and it takes a little oomph to get us out of the house. It's going to require a little bit more effort and it's going to require my mindset shift to remind myself, we can do this. We're going to be so glad we did. Obviously, without the sun, I think naturally our energy levels feel a little bit lower. We can feel a little bit lazy or tired. But once we get ready to go, make the decision, get our snow clothes on and lean into winter outside, we're always so glad we did. And then vice versa, rather than just feeling like we're just making do inside, I love being able to lean into winter inside and really maximize our cozy days in our house as well. I wrote this in one of our newsletters a few weeks ago, but growing up in Oregon, there's not, they don't have the infrastructure for cold weather, for snow specifically. And it's illegal to salt the roads. So when it snowed, we had true, true snow days. Even if it snowed two inches, school was canceled, work was canceled. We got ice storms all the time. Like every other year, I feel like we would have an ice storm. So nobody's going to the grocery store and we would just, it was pure magic. We would make the most of it. We would be stuck inside. We'd be making hot chocolate. We'd be watching Christmas movies. We'd be playing games and doing puzzles. And just those are truly some of my best childhood memories from growing up. And I feel like I've really leaned into that energy this winter where although Utah has all the infrastructure for snowy weather, we aren't always getting out and it's been really fun and enjoyable for me to make things feel magical at home, even though it's a choice for us to be here. So we'll be doing the hot chocolate and we've set up little 
forts and tents and things for the boys to play in. And we've watched the Christmas movies and sometimes we'll uh, do a popcorn snack and activity in the middle of the day. We have like created a little drawer for our games. So every day the boys get to pick one that we can play and just really leaning into that energy has been really, really enjoyable for me rather than feeling like I'm just getting by. Yes, I'm, it feels so nostalgic hearing you describe those memories of your childhood because I have ones like that too. And I am excited to create those with my kids because there is something so cozy about the winter and it can feel long and honestly just kind of endless. But when we're leaning into those memories that we know we're making, it does make it it makes it so fun. And I love living somewhere with four seasons. I love winter and I, I do wish it were shorter. Admittedly, <laughs> I wish it were much shorter, but you know, when I'm focused on the, focusing on the things that I love about winter, it is so much more enjoyable. We just went to Jackson with my family like a month ago. And I, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but we, we all rented bikes with the fat, with the fat wheels so we could bike in the snow, which was so fun. And it made me realize I, I love being outside in the winter. It's so fun. There's so much value in finding a hobby that you can enjoy doing outside in the winter. One of my friends was saying that she just bought spikes to attach to the bottom of her shoes so that she can go on winter hikes. And that seems so beautiful and something that I want to invest in this year as well because it, it feels like a really poor use of time to hate my life five months of the year because the winter <laughs> is long and, and I want to have things that I can enjoy. And so I think that that is so critical to make sure that we are living fulfilled lives. And, you know, winter is a big part of that. It is. It lasts a long time. And so it's just so important. Another thing that I've been doing with my kids a lot is going to different local libraries. We have three really close to us and we visit all of them. They all have different story times. They all have activities. They have puzzles. And it just feels really nice to get out of the house and go somewhere where they can interact with other people, even if it's just a little bit or play with something that's not theirs. And they'll check out little puzzles and they'll do those or we'll read books and we'll bring them home. And we read books for honestly, probably an hour every day. I'll have like a kid on either side of me and we'll be reading books and we love that. And so really maximizing the resources that are available to us. We honestly avoid the museums just because we get sick of being sick. And I know those are so, they're so great and I'm grateful we have them as a resource. And we do, we buy the memberships because I really value having somewhere to go. But the libraries have been really great for us and something that we've taken full advantage of this year. And I've loved that. So if you don't do that yet, do it, especially look up the, usually there's a toddler story time. We do those and it is a really great way. Everyone that has listened to this podcast knows that I go stir crazy. And so that is the perfect winter activity for us. Yeah, that's a great idea. I honestly haven't been to the library since I think summer, but I'm I'm already thinking, okay, scheduling and library time next week. I love that. Okay, my last tip was to make your home or organize your home to be entertaining in the winter. 
So again, this is a way to maximize your time inside rather than feel like you're just biding your time for warm weather. So I know both of us have done this in different ways, but one thing I love to do at Christmas is think what's something that I can gift my children that will make our home more entertaining for the next few months. So this year I purchased a stair slide on Facebook marketplace actually. And that was like our big gift from Johnny and I, and it has been so wonderful because it has just been this great activity my boys can do to get their energy out. They are physical. They're little boys, right? Like they want to run and jump and roll and kick and be crazy. And it's been so helpful to have something that helps them get the energy out that I don't have to take up and set down every single day. I think I just mixed that up that I don't have <laughs> my words there that I don't have to set up and take down every single day. I can just leave it out. It stays on our stairs. You can still walk up and down the other side of the stairs and it provides hours of entertainment and energy use for my kids. So that even purchasing those really inexpensive foldable, and then they pop back up, uh, tunnels and tents. We have some from Amazon that we have in our house and we've purchased in the past little play mats so my kids can roll around and do all kinds of stuff. They build mountains with them. They climb up the mountain and slide down. Anyway, just things that obviously, you know, I'm a huge fan of magnetiles and I'm a huge fan of coloring and we've got lots of little activities that we like to do as well. But I feel like in the winter, it's really those big, very physical activities that we're feeling or lacking. And so organizing my home in a way that allows my kids to still get that energy out without me feeling like I'm going crazy or I'm worried that they're going to break something and also allowing them to still seamlessly fit all of that running around and whatnot into their routine, not something that we feel like we're trying to get creative every day to come up with a way that they can get their energy out. So that's yeah. been really helpful. Also, another idea that I'm just going to throw out there is um, we also have just lots of little sports equipment. So if I'm feeling like my boys really need to get energy out, there's a number of options we have where at the end of the day before bedtime, usually we will turn on the music from cars and we'll let our boys quote unquote race around. There's just, I've talked about this before, but there's a spot in my house. It's a wall that has two separate entrances and my boys could run around that for hours. So we'll turn on the music from cars and they'll pretend they're race cars and they will run around that forever. So we'll do that. Or we'll be like, Hey, you pick your football teams, go get the football. We're going to play football for 30 minutes. Or, um, we have like little little kid basketballs that will do basketball. Anyway, just picking a sport has also been really helpful where it feels very intentional. It's full, full family time and Johnny and I can be as involved or not involved as we want to be. And that's also been a really great way to sort of seamlessly incorporate these very physical activities into our winter routine. Yes. I have to just emphatically emphasize that we got miles a swing an indoor swing for our house and it was the best 50 dollars we've ever spent it was his christmas <laughs> present and he is obsessed with it it's such a good way for him to get his energy out the kind that we got and actually it's not great for lola i was hoping it would be but i will need to get 
one that's a little bit more toddler friendly. But um, the way we did it, we just put a mount in our wall. My friend gave me this idea, but we just put a mount in our ceiling. And so we can switch out different kinds of swings. So that'll be really fun and to be able to use that in a lot of different ways. And I feel like it was so much bang for our buck. I'm so glad we did that. And I will just add my last two very, very practical tips. The first is we do so many baths in the winter. It's not just for hygiene. It is a hundred percent for entertainment. And we just have a couple toys in there. If sometimes we'll do bubble bath, but honestly, just letting them take a bath is entertaining for them. It's fun. It warms them up. It is just a staple in our winter routine. We honestly usually take like two baths a day. Like usually they'll do one in the morning and then one in the evening. And, uh, I've seen a lot of recommendations too online. You know, my friend, my neighbor actually told me that she just brought buckets of snow in from outside and just let her kids play in the bath with snow. She said it entertained them for an hour. They just loved it. I've also seen people do glow sticks in the bath or popsicle sticks. There's just endless entertainment when it comes to the bath. And then my second tip, and this will be more or less effective depending on your phase of parenting, but I highly recommend looking into getting a gym membership because it's a place for you to go with your kids. They can have fun in childcare and you can also have your time to be, to take care of yourself physically and mentally. So those are my last two tips. Those are both so good. They're very practical. Like we lean on both. No, they're so good though. The bath, I, that actually reminded me, I feel like we go through phases of really relying on bath time and I've kind of forgotten, but I even have like one of those, I mean, my house was built in 2003, right? So just like early 2000s, I have one of those giant jetted tubs in my bathroom and so my boys love it. They think it's a pool. Like they think it's the best thing ever. Oh, that so is a blast. That I'm makes it so extra. Jealous. Like if we want a really fun, yes. <laughs> if we okay, want a really I fun bath time, too- like they request that we use the pool. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah. We have a really, really small bathtub, which is honestly such a bummer because everyone in my family loves taking baths. Ours is like, like if I lay in it, my like boobs and stomach like stick out of it. Like it's so, so shallow. <laughs> So sorry for that visual. (laughs) That was a a lot, everyone. Sorry. But it's like so shallow and we still love our baths. So anyways, that's like very practical. Winter is something that I'm learning to love. It doesn't come so naturally to me, but we're learning to love it. And it is an exercise in practicing gratitude and really taking advantage of what is available to us. Okay. Also the gym membership. I also had to add, I, Johnny and I just, this was a big purchase, but I'm really, really excited about it. We got a treadmill and I did not understand oh, why so my mom loved her treadmill you. so much. Thanks. I did not understand why my mom loved her treadmill so much when I was growing up. And now I'm like, oh, I get it. It feels like I just unlocked a level of freedom for myself that I had not realized before. So I just feel like the gym hasn't been super reasonable for me just because I'm worried about my kids getting sick and anyway, and just the preschool schedule and whatnot, or they do get sick and then you can't take them for a couple weeks. Yeah. So that's been, that's been our big, we've avoided it until now, but that's been our big purchase for us. And I'm just really, really excited about it. So anyway, I'm hey, glad good you for you. Up. 
But lastly, before we ended, I just wanted to share again, if you are interested in purchasing something from ShopGarn, we have 20% off, which I'm really excited to share with you. This is a sponsorship that honestly, I'm so thrilled about. I really believe in the products that they're selling and I'm excited that we get to share it with you. So it's Kindred 20 for 20% off. And thanks so much for listening today. We're excited for you to join us next week. 